Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by MasterCard. On this week's episode, we chat to Australia fast bowler Mitch Stark about his recent trip to India and look ahead to what's coming up in 2020 for the left armour. We then hear from champion batter Mike Hussey to preview the KFC BBL finals and chat about the big appeal, the charity match for bushfire relief on BBL final day. But we start today with our MasterCard moment of the week and it goes to Australia's under-19 men's side who beat England in a must-win match last week. It was an absolute thriller over there in South Africa, chasing 253 to win. The Aussies needed 40 off the last 16 balls to advance and upstep tailenders Connor Sully and Todd Murphy to win it off the last ball of the match. Incredible scenes over there. The Aussie boys take on India tonight, Tuesday, January 28. The match is on Fox Cricket and KO Sports with all the live scores and news on cricket.com.au and the C8 live app. Up next, it's Mitch Stark. Mitch Stark, thanks for coming on to the Unplayable podcast. Uh, How are you feeling? Long summer, back from India. How's the body? Yeah, it's been a a long nine months, um, if you like, of... um, off the back of the UK tour and into some shield cricket into the summer. So it's been exciting. It's been a lot of cricket um, just back from India, which obviously didn't go the way we, we'd hoped. Um, started well, but uh, India came to play the last two games. They're hard to beat in India. So, um, But no, it's been a, a fairly successful summer so far, fairly successful nine months for the group. And um, so yeah, feeling a bit weary, but um, got a, a few days now to, to sort of switch off and, and refresh and, and let the... Let a few niggles heal as well. If you hear any weird grunting in the background, those are Mitch's dogs. So uh, Apologies. It's nothing untoward. It's just um, <laughs> some canine grunting. Uh, like I said, not back long from India. Uh, 2-1 losers, unfortunately, over there. You won the first game, lost the second two. What was that tour like? It was quick. Um, we're only sort of in country for 10 or 11 days. Um, bit of a fluff around with some flights from from Rajkot for both teams but yeah look it was um it's always a tough place to go India and, and to no matter what the format they're always um really strong at home so um I thought obviously we were, were really strong in the first game pretty clinical with with bat and ball um to get a, off to a really good start in the series and then um then India turned up for two and three and and um it was tough going with with bat and ball so um yeah unfortunately couldn't get the job done but um still plenty of positives to take yeah, India, Australia got their first win over there in one-day cricket for like 11 years last year. Uh, it's not been a happy hunting ground for many touring sides. Is it, is it the hardest place to play uh, away from home anywhere? I mean, in any format? I mean, England poses its challenges and so does some of the other Asian nations, but India in any format, very difficult? Yeah, it's, it's, um, they're obviously very strong in, in all three formats. Um, you know, the last few years as well especially in test cricket they've um they've, they've been really strong away and, and at home as well um so yeah look you could you'd say that they're probably the toughest toughest assignment to, to travel to in in they play a lot of white ball cricket um they've played a lot of test cricket at home in recent times as well so it's um definitely a tough place to go to they play so well in their own conditions um i guess if you look at at this tour um, a few guys coming off BBL cricket, but for for sort of a half a dozen of us straight from from Test cricket. So um, you got to be really quick with your adjustments with the bat and the ball, with in terms of, of um, you know tactically and and um, 
and, and your skill set coming from red ball to white ball. So, um, yeah, well, I thought we did that really well in the first game and then um, just sort of off the mark in, in two and three. So um, yeah, I think our next assignment there is potentially a test series. A mm, um, couple of years away. Yeah, so yeah, we'll... we'll um, there's a lot of positives from the last test tour there, so if we can go a bit further and, and win a series. So an unusual move. Let's start coming out to bat at number five. Uh, some people were a little bit stunned by that decision. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Finch said after the game that he talked to Andrew McDonald about it and the theory was that the left arm spinner today was bowling. You've got a big old golf swing and thought that you could the ball spinning into you could clear the ropes and that's looked like what you tried to do uh, pretty much from ball one. How, how did that decision come about? We had a couple of training days in Mumbai um, just before the, the first game um, and it was sort of brought up quickly then and, and um, so they said, well, when you go and have your, your hit in the nets, just approach it like you would if that was the situation where we sent you out there and so I was trying to swing hard from ball one and try and put a few in the stands and um, obviously, thankfully, it wasn't required in Mumbai. We were none down, which was great. Um, then Rajkot didn't quite go the way we wanted and, and um, wasn't implemented there. And, and um, it was sort of discussed very briefly in Rajkot about that, that whether we use it in two or three or if it does get used. And then the thinking, I believe, was Bangalore is quite a small ground mm. um, and a, a pretty good wicket, so we might use it there. And then I was very relaxed in the change room while we were batting and, and got the tap on the shoulder to put the pads on it and... Um, yeah, to go out there and try and slog the spinners and, and try and get them to change their game plan a bit, um, which was what the, the idea of it was to try and um, obviously try and get a few out of the middle and, and score some quick runs, but also get them to change their tactics a bit. And and um, I went out to bat with, with Steve Smith there and he, he was greeted with, oh, this is interesting. I said, yeah, I've been sent out to slog the spinners. He goes, well, good luck. Boomer's on next over. So um, it went down well. <laughs> you almost got the your dismiss. I mean, you've got a fair bit of it, just not quite enough caught on the boundary. Yeah, it was there to hit. Um, I thought the first ball I faced, I got right out of the middle, straight to, to cover for no runs. But the yeah, the one I got out on was there to hit. I did, just didn't quite get it out of the middle of the kookaburra, unfortunately. Mm. Well, next time, it's like the reverse night watchman, isn't it? <laughs> To send a tail order not to block, to smash him. Uh, well, the way Kane Richardson played in the, the second game, um, yeah. so if he's in the lineup, maybe you could send him up there. He, he hit him quite nicely. Got any, they got any offies? I guess Cordeep spins the ball back into a right hand. He could oh, even slog. against the quicks, though. He scored what, 20 off 10 balls, wasn't he? So. Yeah, getting up the order. Yeah, why not? Uh, that approach was um, conceived by Finch. And the new coach, standing coach Andrew McDonald, what was like playing under Andrew? Yeah, it was great. We've had him around... Um, obviously all summer and he's been fantastic for the group um obviously another set of eyes tactically good for the fast bowlers to to run off the back of um so he's been fantastic with the group and then obviously as you mentioned took over for for the indian series and it was a really quick one so there wasn't um too much build up um there was only sort of two or three training sessions as well so i think um his shoulder needs a fair bit of a or also needs a couple of weeks off from, yeah. from the summer with the amount of balls he's thrown to probably more so to Manus and Smithy, but um, but no, it was great. He was he was pretty relaxed. Obviously, we started really well, which was um, was great for, for him and for us, and um, then we, we didn't quite get it right for the last two, but um, sometimes it goes that way. So, But it was good fun. It was quite relaxed, um, which in turn the group was relaxed, and, and um, yeah, plenty to learn, but obviously, as I said before, a few positives to take out of it as well. What are, what are his strengths? What does he bring to the table? Andrew's very well experienced, but what sort of different skill sets 
does he bring to the Aussie setup? Yeah, well, he's played played a lot of cricket. Um, he's coached a lot of different teams in different conditions. He's he still wears a lot of hats. He's still coaching. Uh, I think he's got a coaching role somewhere in India for the IPL. He's he's got a coaching role in uh, in the hundred in England. He's had a coaching role in county cricket over there, and and obviously with the the Renegades back home. So um, he's seen a lot of different environments, a lot of different groups. I think. Um, Definitely his strengths are how calm he stays and, and relaxed he is um, amongst the group, whether it be through the summer as an assistant coach, whether he's head coach. Um, I think that's um, that's kept... I think that's it's kept uh, even JL pretty relaxed. He's been, been great through the summer um, as well for, for the group. Um, JL was, was brilliant. and um, So, yeah, I think, I think that showed in our cricket this summer um, with, with the freedom that we played and... And we got the results as well, so it's a pretty happy group. Um, it's easy when things are going well, so the, the test will be um, whether we're, when we're playing away from home or, or if things aren't quite going the way we plan as well. Speaking of happy people in a happy group, there are no, there is no happier duo in world <laughs> cricket maybe at the moment than Steve Smith and Marnus Labuschagne, the stepbrothers. <laughs> uh, how's that romance going? Did it continue? Did it thrive over there in India? They're like a married couple. Uh, <laughs> you don't see one without the other far behind. It's a, it's a. Are they making coffees together or something? Oh, or? mate, they. We frequent we frequented this place in Mumbai quite a bit. Um, the Suzette's the the crepes place. You can go yeah. there and have a nice uh, sweet or. Um, you could even like we we used to go there for lunch and, and savory break, savory. You can mm. have savory and sweet. You can have one of both, two of without one. or right. But they, they do co- good coffees there as well. And um, yeah, they they thought they'd test each other out on their barista skills and um, put them to a vote on Instagram or something like that. But um, <laughs> thankfully, they were only making the coffees for themselves and we didn't have to test them out because <laughs> I don't know how good they were at it. But um, they look okay. But uh, yeah, they did hang off the back of one another a lot. Um, it's a short tether, that one. Whether mm. it, uh, I reckon CA could probably save some money and just book them one room and, and they could room together and they'd probably be pretty <laughs> bring it, happy. Bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> no, just those two. They can room together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, no, it, it's great. Look, um, Manus has been sensational this summer and, and started his ODI career pretty well as well with um, you know, a 40 and a 50 or, or 60 maybe he got in the last game. So, look, he's, he's been fantastic um, for the last nine months and I think... Smithy's probably a lot to thank for that with, with um, how he's probably helped Marnus and, and um, he's probably unhappy in a s- certain way that he didn't get to face more balls through the summer because of Marnus. But, um, <laughs> but no, it, it's great having those two um, run off the back of one another and, and then you throw in Davey with the summer he's had as well. Um, you got three, three sensational batters in, in both forms through the last few months. Now, am I right in saying that the bowling group challenged the batters to put on those big scores to give you guys a rest and help you take those 20 wickets. That, that's right. I think you guys have said that a fair bit. Yeah, we, we spoke um, before the first test match um, just around um, obviously game plans, you know, the, the way we wanted to approach our cricket for the summer. Um, and that was one of the, the, the challenges from the group to from the whole group, not from, from the bowlers, but from the whole group and the, the staff to, to challenge the, the top order to, to do the bulk of the batting, to, to put big first innings totals on the board. Uh, we had, you know... There's a lot of stats these days, and we had the stats up for for um, average first innings totals that that went towards a winning Test match, um, and a lot of them were quite high in Australia with the flatter wickets. Um, so we did challenge them, and to their credit, they 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 stepped up massively, and and um, we've said it a few times, but it went a long way to to how how successful we were through the summer and the way that 
when you do have those first innings totals quite large, you're ahead of the game a lot of the time, and 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 at different times you give the the bowlers a bit of bit of extra time to to refresh between innings, bit, bit less time on legs, um, and I think we found we pretty much did to New Zealand what India did to us last summer, where we made them bowl a lot. We bowlers had to bowl a lot last summer to India, and and um, in turn we were quite successful. So yeah, I think. You know, we as a bowling group back ourselves to to take 20 wickets, um, and when you've got batters, the batting group putting on 400 plus in their first innings, that goes a long way to to having that all-round performance to putting on a, a test win. With that being said, did the group set a challenge for the bowlers? They didn't um, take 20 wickets. Well, that's pretty simple, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, you, you, I you thought can. it might have been like challenge to take more top, like wickets with the new ball or um, be frugal during the middle overs or you know keep economy rates or bowl maidens or something like that but there wasn't some specific no, we've had we've had a few kpis if you like over the years with terms of um you know percentage of maiden overs through an innings um percentage of overs that go for less than two runs um early so early wickets we talked the first 20 overs of an innings we want to take uh, i think it was between two and three wickets in the first 20 overs with the newish ball um, so they've been sort of KPIs we've had over the, the last couple of years. They weren't probably um, heavily focused on um, through the summer. We had obviously a, an economy rate sort of um, mindset through the UK, which which probably carried over a little bit without speaking too much about uh, of it through the summer. Um, but yeah, I, I, as simple as it, as it gets is take 20 wickets to win a test match, isn't it? So um, yeah, I think we were, the whole bowling group were fantastic in the way that we sort of approached that as well. We were pretty pretty good in, in terms of economy rates, I think um, strike rates and all that sort of thing. We, we bowled teams out before 100 overs and that sort of thing. So um, I think we we're, were pretty good with bat and ball through the summer. And you even enforced the follow-on, which is almost unheard of these days. What was your reaction? We're going back a little bit now. What was your reaction when uh, Payne said, right, are we going to... We're going to bowl again. You sort of because uh, what did it end up? It was about 150 or 60 overs in the field, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a it was a long stint. Oh, but, yeah, longer, um, yeah, yeah, that sort of just came about, didn't it? You might have to ask him how that came about. But um, no, look, we I think was it every test match went only went for four days. So yeah. um, you know the group were doing something right there, and and um, I think we had a couple of opportunities. Perhaps maybe Melbourne might have been another opportunity where we could have uh, enforced a follow on, but. Um, I think there's a few things that go into thought processes there and, and we had the back-to-back test matches. Uh, we had Sydney coming up in a few days from the Melbourne test and, and it was probably a good decision not to, to enforce it there. But um, Adelaide was one place we did. Obviously, the pink ball. Um, you had a couple of night sessions. You had Pakistan on the back foot. So, look, that one paid off pretty nicely. Um, yeah, it doesn't always happen that way and, and sometimes you got to look at... Um, numbers of overs and that sort of thing but look I think um, the right decision was made in the end and, and the right result came through so it was all good happy it was, days it was great to see <laughs> I was seeing a team up to bat twice okay so we're back in Australia now uh, it's BBL time you're not going to feature um, I'm sure you would have liked to have played but uh, you've been put on ice uh, how's, how's all that going down yeah no good it was was my decision um, I had a few opportunities to to say yes to a few teams but um yeah, I thought mentally and physically I probably needed a break. Um, spend some, some time at home, let the, the body refresh and, and heal and, and um, see my wife for a couple of days as well, which which helps. But um, yeah, I just need that little refresher to um, 
it's been a pretty long nine months. I haven't had too many days off. Um, you know, sort of Josh and Pat, who played a lot of cricket in the UK, had had a few weeks off post Ashes. Um, you know, for a few guys, Ness and I didn't play um, play much over in England. We we straight back into it. So um, and a few of the batters as well. So we didn't really have those those weeks off. So I feel a bit a bit weary. It's um, yeah, so I think I could use those two or three weeks just to, to refresh a bit and then and go again in South Africa and then New Zealand and then um, have another little time off. It just keeps going, doesn't it? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cricket, so you've just got to be a bit mindful of that. And, and um, yeah, I, I want to play as much cricket as I can, but I want to I want to stay in one piece and fit for as long as I can as well. So you've got to just be a little bit, um, bit mindful of that and a bit smart with some decisions, I think. Another big decision was not to go in the IPL auction... Where were you when it got announced that Pat Cummins had raked in $3 million in the absence of Mitch Stark? <laughs> uh, well, it's funny. We, um, we were, where were we? We might have been in Perth and got home and the, the auction might have been taking place before we got to Melbourne, I think. So um, I do remember I was on the couch playing Call of Duty. Uh, I was upstairs and the wife was downstairs and we're on the same team so it was all good but uh, I sent Pat <laughs> sent, sent Patty and, and Joshy a message pre-auction just wishing them luck and uh, remember um, we were sort of half following it and got the word that Patty had been taken for three mil and I poured myself a whiskey and, and uh, said you better pour yourself one fella and, and here's to the three million um, so look he's, he's going to earn it it's um it's going to be a long, long little stint of cricket for him, but um, yeah, it's it's um, big money in the IPL, and and uh, good luck to him. You didn't have any tinge of regret come over when you saw that uh, that big payday? No, I didn't. I I ummed and about the decision for a while, and and um, it was probably a, a bigger decision than than the BBL one. But um, again, I thought I'd I'd be. It'd be a positive move to have the break and, and just to refresh and, and it's a it's a fairly busy winter. There's not as many test matches, but um, there's still a lot of cricket for especially for guys who play all three formats. So um, being a bit mindful of my body, being a uh, it's 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 hard enough juggling one schedule, let alone um, a men's and women's schedule. So um, take the opportunity to spend some time at home with 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 Elisa and. and and family and the dogs and and refresh and probably play a lot of golf and and just get myself in a, a good spot um, mentally and physically to go go hard again through the winter. Because we were talking just before that you know these days international cricketers, especially Australian cricketers, there's no, there's no off season. Especially if you're playing IPL, there's tours bookending both uh, home and away summers. Um, there's just so much cricket now that you guys don't get a, a four week block like or six week block like you used to. I mean, you do get it. But those who can play in the IPL go and play in the IPL. Yeah, exactly. Most of those times, most of those players are players at the elite level. Yeah, it's it's um, again as I said before, it comes down to just being a little bit more mindful of, of a few decisions like that when um, that is technically our, our time off period, and, and by all means, you go and play play in the IPL, play as much cricket as you want, but um, you then can't rock up and, and say you're tired midway through a summer. So you just got to be a little bit careful, I think, when when Guys are in different circumstances as well, different um, stages of their career. Um, so yeah, look, it's it, the decision's very personal, but um, that's the way I've gone this time, and and um, I'm very comfortable with that decision, and and uh, no regrets at all. If they need a uh, tall, fast bowler to take your shoes, 
I'll uh, <coughs> fill your shoes. I'll do it if I have to. Paddy needs a bag boy or a coffee boy. No, Paddy will need a coffee boy. If you make a good coffee, I don't drink coffee, so I'm out. I'm ruled out. Um, one of the tournaments, many tournaments, are going to play in 2020 is the hundred. Which club are you with? You're with the I'm Cardiff. with the Welsh Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Smith, with Smithy, huge. He'll yeah. make your coffees for you. Yeah, he will. Um, anyway, it might be good by then. And Marnus is playing for Glamorgan, so look, I won't see either of them. Oh, so that's, that, that's how it's worked yeah. out, isn't it? We've done that's, that on the slide, haven't yeah, they? <laughs> Nothing happens by coincidence. Uh, that's, geez, that's funny. Um, 100 balls. Uh, this is going to be... I'm actually really excited to see how this goes. I mean, it could go, Likewise. Could, could go one of 50 different ways or 100 ways. One of the real intriguing parts is... Well, I guess there's no overs, is there? You, get, you either bowl five balls or you can bowl 10 balls yeah. in a row. Uh, and that means for you, Mitch, it could be 20 balls out of the first 25. It could be interesting. It's um, yeah, it's very different. You could, as you said, could bowl twenty out of the first twenty-five. You could bowl twenty out of the last last twenty-five. Um, you know, if it's if it's swinging up the front, you might have a swing bowler that um, does that. Um, likewise, if it's a very abrasive wicket and you think it might reverse at the back end, you might save a few few balls for the back end. So, very interested to see how it's it's all going to play out. Um, I'm not sure how how that works in terms of do you have to nominate before the over starts that it's going to be ten ball or can mm. you just go or at the end of five balls, goes, yeah, I'll bowl another five. Do you change ends? Yeah, you don't have to. You can bowl 10 balls from the same end. Right. But you can't bowl more than 10 from the same end. So that has a go then. But okay. you can change ends after five. So it's all a bit it's all a bit clouded at that minute. I think they've had a few um, trial games or practice games of the <laughs> yep. format um, with a few of the county teams. So I'm not sure how they've gone, but um, yeah, they've been put into practice. So it's uh, be interesting to see firsthand. Yeah, the first couple of games are going to be... Well, we've got the first game, I think, in um, in London against the Lon- the Oval Invincibles, maybe? Right, I not Warnie's team. No, so the Oval team, the Oval Invincibles. Okay. Which is... I thought the Australians were the Invincibles. Well, they've now got a, a team in the Oval, version. haven't they? Oh, right. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I can't remember who's in that team, but... Um, We've got them. I'm pretty sure they're the first game of the tournament. So we play a, an ODI at Bristol for yep. Australia. And then perhaps two or three days later, we've got the first 100 game at the Oval. So it's be interesting. I wonder how many... I mean, it depends how it goes, I guess. But if any of those rules will come into something like one-day cricket, you know, which always seems to need a bit of a revamp every couple of years. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the two overs in a row. They could really change something. It could be interesting. If you're, if you're on a roll... And you're coming from nowhere, and you go right. I go back to back. I think it should be likewise as a batter. I mean, if what if you've got the other day in the, the BBL, lad, Samit Patel smashing him around. I mean, he ran out of overs, but uh, imagine if he just kept batting, they kept him on strike, or yeah, you could change a batter, forfeit a run or something to get the player back on strike or something like that. Well, they always tinker with certain things, don't they? When they had the, they always tried in domestic cricket first yeah. when they, they whether it be innings. super sub or. Yep. You could bowl 12 overs. Yeah, you could bowl 12. I did that once at the Gabba and it was quite... Um, you did that? I did that once in, in a game for New South Wales, yeah. It was, it was like 12 or 13 overs. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, how'd you go? I was getting sprayed by the crowd for bowling more than 10 overs and I did didn't they think the they rules? knew <laughs> the fact that I could bowl more. Um, I, I think I, I bowled the extra overs because I'd taken a few wickets so, and it was a white ball, so I could just bowl the back end. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting and, and see how... And, and the women play at the same time, so... Um, yeah, whether it works more for one than the other or they, they implement it for one or the other or both. Um, be interesting. I'll see what, what Elisa thinks. of. She's playing for the Northern team, so we're in oh. different places. But um, that was part of the thinking of going over there was yep. we'll, we'll both be over there. So 
same same country, different places. That's not out well, of the ball, is it? So the girls got to choose where they played. So she played last year for Yorkshire. Uh, so I went and signed with the Northern Superchargers, and then I was sort of hoping I'd pick picked up by by them in the draft because the men had the draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they had the pick before Wales, oh. and they picked up Finchie. And uh, I got picked up by Wales, which is great. Finchy over you. Yeah, Finchy. So Wolf took Finchy. Um, oh, there you go. Got home and and got the old tap on the, you know, tap on the back. Well done, mate. You've just picked it, picked up in a different country from me. Oh, so <laughs> <country. Yeah. laughs> so uh, no, but it'd be good fun. Good fun. So what are you going to do with your, with your time off? Because uh, uh, while you're having a couple of weeks off to recharge, Alyssa, your wife is uh, she'll be doing her thing for the Australian women's cricket team ahead of the. Uh, the big women's world T20. Yeah, they've got um, T20 World Cup. T20 pardon. World Cup. Yeah, they've they've got a, a tri series against India and England. Um, they go into camp on Sunday and play a practice game in at Giant Stadium yeah. um, on Monday. So uh, I've got the rest of this week off from everything, and then have to get back in the gym and, and running and um, do that for a couple of weeks before uh, a couple of bowling sessions before Africa. So um, I'm just gonna play a lot of golf i think um spend some i think we've got sort of f- f- four four gym sessions and four running sessions a week um so i'll probably just jump in the car head down to canberra watch a bit of cricket um do a bit of training while i'm there just uh yeah enjoy not playing for a couple of weeks but still trying to look after the body so it's uh no it'd be good it'd be just a, a chance to switch off a little bit um play a bit of golf and and uh Get some some strength back. Get some weight back on the on the little bones and and um, back on the cricket pitch. And have you had a bit of a time to reflect on the summer? I mean, twenty nine wickets, one of your most successful. I think it is your most successful summer uh, on home soil. I mean, lot went right. You had a bit of a tweaked action. You had a new mantra. Uh, happy with it, how it all went? And if are there any sort of areas you can still improve? There's always things you can improve on. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty happy and with how it's all it's all been going. Um, I guess having that little little technical change was um, just nice to see it um, pay off in a way, but um, be something that I can stay fairly consistent with. Um, feel like less can go wrong. Play, stay pretty compact. Um, so keep trying to groove that. Try and make it feel more more and more natural. Um, you can always be better, can't you? I think you can always. Um, bowl better as a group. You can always be more consistent. You can always go for less runs. You can always take more wickets. So. Um, but yeah, it was a nice, nice little period where where things were going really well for the team. Everyone was contributing with bat and ball, uh, a lot of smiles on faces. So hopefully that can can keep continuing in the group. It's um, everyone's pretty close uh, and enjoying the time around each other. So it's it's it was a really good summer. So um, yeah, for me now it's just it's prep for the next tour. They just sort of roll into one another, and as I said, you got to try and take these these gaps when you get them and and, and enjoy them and and recharge and switch off and i guess i don't reflect too much but um yeah it was just really nice to to c- contribute in the way that we all did through the summer you can work on your slogging yeah yeah look <laughs> well oh i wasn't it wasn't too bad with the bat through the summer i think um i just met when you get promoted up to yeah before. look i probably won't won't see myself up i'm pretty happy batting at nine so i think i was getting a bit of a nosebleed at five but <laughs> um yeah i I do have this argument a lot with Pat Cummins because he, he and I fight over number nine. No one wants to bat number eight. But I think he certainly is the better batter and should go at eight. He's a vice captain now. Yeah, and, and I, I tend not to score any runs at all at eight. I score them all at nine. I don't know why. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon I do. 
Mm. You reckon you got get, some stats, get the to, stats database, to yeah. argue against me? Maybe I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I ate a lot though. Yeah, with no runs. But I reckon I scored a lot of my my half centuries at nine. I don't know. We'll you do probably you'll probably find we'll something. We'll bring this up later. Week, I'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll bring this and find this up later. All right. Well, mate, enjoy your break. Thanks for coming on and Thanks, uh, have a crepe or something. Oh, we play around the golf. I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting them okay at the minute. Oh, I really? Sunk a few putts yesterday, so uh, might have to just keep that rolling. On fire. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Sammy. I'm Marcus Stoinis. And you're listening to the Unplayable Podcast. Mike Hussey joins us on the line, one of the Unplayable Podcast's all-time favourite guests. Welcome back, Mike. G'day, Sam. How are you, mate? It's, it's good, to, good to be back on the show with you. I'm very good. We're in BBL finals time, uh, not long now, till the Eliminator. Then they've got the Qualifier, the Knockout, the Challenger, and the Final. They've all got names, these finals games. Uh, but first up, Mike, it's the Eliminator, Hurricanes versus your Sydney Thunder, fourth versus fifth. Blunderstone Arena, Thursday, 7.40 AEDT. Who do you like in this one? Well, I'd love to say the Thunder, but I don't think uh, the Thunder's record down in Hobart's been that flash in the last few years. Might have only won one or two, but um, Hobart are starting to to come again, really. Getting Darcy Short and Matthew Wade back together at the top of the order has been uh, huge for them, getting them off to the good starts. And uh, I, I feel as though they'll be pretty hard to beat down there. So if the Thunder, for them to have a win, I think they des- desperately need to get those openers out cheaply. And their top order to fire as well? Oh, I think Alex Hales has looked in really good touch in the last few games, so uh, hopefully he can get going again. Need a little bit more from Usman Kawaja. He's, he's sort of just hanging in there, I guess. Uh, but yeah, you know how good a player he is and how much class he's got, that he's just as likely to uh, step up to the plate and uh, put in a couple of big performances around finals time, which he did. Uh, a few years ago when uh, the Thunder went through to win the final. What do you reckon made him so good in 05 when you guys won the title? Well, he, he was just so clear in his mind uh, and he was just in a rich vein of form. So he, he was just literally seeing ball and hitting ball and, and he was looking to be very aggressive. Um, he, he'd had a, an innings or two earlier in the season where he, he just got off to this fly and, and so, as I said, he just felt confident in his game. He felt like the luck was going his way and, and he could just ride that wave. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's a crazy thing, you know, that, that, that thing called form. <laughs> it can really just come and go sort of at any time. So you're going to take the Hurricanes of that one, Huss? I, I think the Hurricanes should win, but obviously I'll be cheering for the Thunder and hoping they can get over the line. The next night, Friday, is the qualifier, first versus second. It's the Stars versus the Sixers at the SCG from 7.15 local time. Uh, this is a top-of-the-table clash. When it goes through the final, Mike, um, who do you like in this one? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, and the reason I say that is I feel as though the Stars have just just dipped a little bit with their momentum. Now, I'm not going to read into that too much. Um, and, and also, I feel as though the Sixers have just kicked again. You know, you, you add sort of the likes of Hazelwood and Steve Smith into that team and, and they look really dangerous. The other thing, I go back to the game that they played against each other at the MCG in the, in the qualifying rounds. And it was where uh, Stoinis made that magnificent century. And um, they absolutely belted the Sixers everywhere. Now, uh, what I'm wrestling with in my mind is how much does the, the change in momentum of the Stars, where they're on that winning streak at that stage, now they've sort of lost a few in a row, um, how much is that going to affect them? How much is the, the previous meeting where the, uh, the, the Stars absolutely belted them, how much is that going to affect the Sixers? And then lastly, how much impact 
is it going to have with the likes of Steve Smith and Josh Hazelwood coming into the Sixers team? How much how, how much is that going to affect the uh, the outcome of this match as well? So there's a lot of balls in the air here for me, but but I, I'm tipping the stars, not confidently at all, but I'm tipping the stars to uh, just start or kick kick again and, and and get through to the final. So you're going with the stars. I am, but I'm not confident. I'm not confident at all. The next night, Saturday, it's the knockout. Now, the Strikers will host this game from 7.40 AEDT, 7.10 local time. They're going to take on the winner of the Eliminator, either the Thunder or the Hurricanes. Uh, We won't know their opponent, but what have you made of the Strikers' season and do you give them them a chance to to go all the way? Oh, well, any team that's got uh, Rashid Khan in it has got a chance to win any game. Um, So... I think the Strikers look a pretty well-rounded team, actually, and, uh, and and they'll be hard to beat in this game. And I wouldn't be surprised if they can go all the way to, to the final. Um, they've just got a really nicely balanced, well-rounded team. Um, I think someone like Phil Salt has just started to come into uh, some really good touch as well, which has been important. He was pretty up and down during the uh, regular season, but the back end, he started to find some form. Having, um, uh, obviously, Travis Head back into the team. Alex Terry back from international duty. Mentioned Rashid Khan already. I think someone like Nisa will just continue to get better with the more T20 cricket he plays. And then you've got the old war horse of, um, of Peter Siddle as well. So I feel as though it's a, a really good team um, and, and can beat any, any team sort of around them. So I, I'd expect them to win that eliminator or, or that, that what, what do you call it? Is the, the, That's the, the that knockout. Game? The knockout. I, I'd expect them to win that knockout game. Okay, so overall, are you going with Stars to win the comp? Are you going to, you've got them beating the Sixers, but this far out before a finals game is played, who are you tipping to win it all? Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I'll tell you what, I'm actually leaning towards the Sixers. Even though I think the Stars might get them in, at Melbourne, I think the Sixers can go to Adelaide. Uh, oh, no, where will they go? They'll, they'll play it. in... Um, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think the Sixers can go all the way. When you get the likes of Steve Smith and Hazelwood into that team... Um, they've, they've got good spinners. Uh, they've got good paces. I'm not sure. I think they've got an excellent captain in Moses Enriques as well. You know, and, and I think captaincy can quite often be the difference in uh, in T20 games. So I, I actually am leaning towards the Sixers, maybe perhaps going all the way. Now, Hus, the final is on February 8. We'll find out the uh, the location of that game. On Friday, the winner of the qualifier between the Stars and Sixers will host the final. But before the final, there's going to be the Big Appeal, uh, which is a um, an exhibition game with some of the greats of uh, of cricket, including some other uh, celebrities from other sports. You're going to be one of those, uh, all in um, a good cause to raise funds for the bushfire relief. Um, my first question to you is: When's the last time you picked up a bat and had a proper hit? <laughs> Well, I can't remember. That, that's the short answer to that question. I've played a bit of backyard cricket with my sons, but uh, <laughs> other than that, nothing uh, at all. So I'm a bit nervous about embarrassing myself, but uh, as you mentioned, uh, it, yeah, just to be part of the cause is is fantastic. Um, and just to think that... I'm, I'm just hoping that a lot of the public can get out there and support it and be generous um, because there's so many people that have... Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure are doing it really tough now, but we'll be doing it tough for a long period of time. It just doesn't sort of... Uh, you just don't get over this sort of stuff. Um, it's been horrific to watch what's going on around Australia in the last, you know, uh, over the summer period. And, and you know, that they won't get over this in, you know, in the short term. So um, hopefully we can uh, raise some 
you know, a lot of money and, and help help as much as we possibly can. Huss, check out some of the players involved in this match. Adam Gilchrist, Alex Blackwell, Andrew Simons, Brad Haddon, Brett Lee, Elise Villani, Grace Harris, Justin Langer, the Aussie coach, Matthew Hayden, Michael Clark, Mike Hussey, Phoebe Litchfield, the youngster, Shane Watson, and then Yuvraj Singh and Wazim Akram, the great Pakistan bowler. The coaches, Sachin Tendulkar and Courtney Walsh, all in a non-player capacity. We've got Steve Waugh and Mel Jones. Now the captains are Shane Warne and Ricky Ponting. Mike, who do you want to play under? Uh, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Uh, well, I don't really want to face Shane Warne, so maybe I prefer to be on his team. Um, but I did hear Ricky Ponting say that he's getting all the fast bowlers on his team, mm. and I certainly don't want to face the likes of Brett Lee or wasn't at Cram, you know, those sort of guys. So I don't exactly know. Maybe I should go to the coaches. I think it'd be interesting to play under Courtney Walsh as a coach. That, that'd be quite fun. You know, the West Indians are always pretty chilled and relaxed, and... Uh, I'm sure there'll be, um, you know, a, a, a fair celebration after the game if Courtney Walsh is in charge of the team. In the match will also be rugby league legends Brad Filler and Andrew Joey Johns, although Joey's going to play in a non-playing capacity. And they've also got former AFL Premiership winner Luke Hodge there as well. So it really is a collection of uh, some of Australia's sporting greats out there on display. Uh, the game itself, it's looking like it's going to be a T10 encounter. Um Boundaries are going to be in. That's good for you, Huss. Uh, the power play. <laughs> Only four fielders are allowed outside the inner circle after the fifth over. Um, no bowling restrictions. And uh, what I really like is that the captains can sub batters in and out whenever they want. So um, you better be going all right out there. Otherwise, warning might pull you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there'll be too much blocking going on. If it's a T10 game and uh, the boundaries are in, I think it's going to have to swing right from ball one, um, yeah, which probably isn't my forte, I guess. I was more the, the nicker and nudger and run hard between the wickets. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll be uh, down, the, down the order a fair bit. But, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully um, hopefully we can have a bit of fun um, and, and put on a decent show for, for the crowd. Uh, and, yeah, it'll be great to catch up with uh, a lot of guys that probably haven't seen for a fair while as well and, and girls. And um, and me- I've not met uh, some, some of those rugby league legends as well. So it'll be... It'll be Great to meet those guys as well, and and yeah, so it should be it should be a lot of fun. What about taking on Wazim Makram? You wouldn't have played against him before, us, would you? So it might have been this would be a good time to I get him. I did actually play him in some county cricket. I played him in some county cricket, um, and he got me out for a duck. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he still looks in pretty good shape too, Wazim Makram. So I reckon, and and remember his run up. He literally just trot in off a couple of steps and wang it down there, a million miles an hour. So yeah, I, and. I'm not sure I'll be seeing them that well at that stage. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to facing him at all. <laughs> you know the best rule they've brought in? And this is uh, completely applies to you in facing Wazim Akram. You can't get out first ball. Yeah, I like that rule. I definitely like that. Uh, I, I need it for the second, third and fourth ball as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that, that's a good rule. So I, I think, obviously, first ball will be swinging as hard as we can trying to, trying to hit a six. But... Uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. I, I, I might tear, tear a muscle trying to swing too hard. That, that's going to be a worry as well. Well, either way, it's going to be a big crowd either at the MCG or the SCG. So um, I'd go and have a hit if I was you, Huss, before you go out there. Um, you don't <laughs> want to embarrass yourself in front of thousands of people and on national television. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think a hit here or there is going to uh, stop me embarrassing myself. But uh, as, as we keep saying, it's a great cause and I'm very honoured to, uh, to be part of it. Yeah, I'm going to donate ten dollars for every run you make so there you go oh fantastic all right well i'll match that too
<laughs> Very good. So uh, let's make sure it's not none. Let's make sure you get off the mark, please. Yeah. Well, first ball, we can't get our first ball, so I've just got to get some bat on that first one. Yeah, indoor cricket rules. Just run at the bowler and keep running. <laughs> yeah, no, it should be fun. Fantastic. Well, all the best in that game, Mike. I hope you and the rest of the players earn, uh, raise lots and lots of money, and um, I'm sure you'll be glued to the TV in between watching the BBL finals. Yes, should be should be good. Yeah, thanks thanks for having me on, and uh, yeah, have a great day, mate. That's it for this week's episode of the Unplayable Podcast, brought to you by Mastercard. The Australian women's cricket team begin their Combank T20 Tri Series against England and India from Saturday. For more info on that and the KFC BBL finals, head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.